Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, hour number three on a Thursday. Hour number three always starts with Zay's choice for a beat. Um, yeah, this is Beyonce, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's a crazy right now. Oh yeah. 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 This was a song where everybody was like, "Oh, this Beyonce girl, maybe she could go solo." My lord. And do I? Uh, So is this? Is it called like you got me looking so crazy right now or crazy? Crazy right? in love. Crazy in love. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Yeah. And this is all the dancing and the oh my God. Yeah. She's unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. So uh the Queen Bee. Can I say that and sound cool? Probably not. No, but yeah, it's close. <laughs> yeah, thanks for your Hey, honor. you knew the song, so that helps I you. I did get, know the song. That helps you get back to the cookout. I did know the song. Excellent. Yes, I'm gonna try that. As long as I can stay at the cookout, I'm gonna stop <laughs> talking. Uh all right, so we've got a lot of football on the board uh today. And uh, of course talking Texas basketball, the win over Gonzaga, but also Longhorns getting ready for Kansas, Cowboys getting ready for the Vikings. We've even got two ranked matchups out west in the Pac twelve. Let's dig into some college football on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. One of our favorite conversations of the week, it is Brian Jones of CBS Sports. They've got Georgia, Kentucky for you at 2.30 this week. Brian, how are you? Hey, man, I'm better now. You are playing all that pulsating pleasure, Beyonce. That's right. So uh, I was doing horrible all this uh, pulsating despair. Mm. Cowboys, Longhorns. Let's talk hoops. Yeah. Come on, let's do that. Yeah, I was going to say, Brian, when, when, you, when you texted me earlier today and said, can we talk Texas basketball, they set the edge better. I just thought that was a little bit rude. I mean, I really did. <laughs> they, they, hey, man, that was, that was fabulous to watch them last night. Those guys were, they were just after it. They were staying on top of Gonzaga like fungus on a tree. I love it. Just smother them. Yeah, they were they were absolutely fantastic. And then Brian on the football side, Texas experienced something I'm sure you have before because you were a member of of defenses back in the day that at times were badass and at times put out an incredible performance and you deserved better, but your offense couldn't help you out. How surprised were you at how TCU beat them? Uh, I was very surprised. I don't think anyone envisioned that game being a slugfest, which it turned out to be. Both defenses were, were kicking butt. Uh, the Texas defense, as you guys know, albeit for, for two plays, and, and I unfortunately have been part of games where you've had busted coverages. I'm still haunted by a play in the Colorado game or a couple of plays, the one in particular where I could, swore, could have sworn that I told my outside backer uh, we had a banjo call, which was, a switch of coverage, and it, it didn't uh, 
go through, and next thing you know, the tight end is running free down the field. So uh, been in those situations, uh, obviously a lack of communication between Cook and the cornerback on the play where Quentin Johnson scored. And then the, uh, the run play for Kendra Miller. Uh, that one was even more sickening, I think, you know, as a backer, and that's the backer's play, and I'm watching this number three bounce. You got a little fold block uh, with the guard, and he goes inside. There's nothing inside. That's why Miller cut back outside or cut back through the B-gap, and three should have been there waiting for him. There's nothing in there, man, and I understand your read took you there, but your read should also take you back to where, to back to which you came, <laughs> as they say, and it didn't, and next thing you know, Miller's outrunning the entire defense. So, once again, you know, technique, lack of communication, uh, cost this defense. Other than that, I thought they were outstanding. That 88, Sorrell, I uh, hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, yep. he was lights out. Uh, Barron was lights out, very physical play. Uh, they got after it, man, and, and really played their hearts out. And unfortunately, uh, we saw the offense with some improvement. They, they, they haven't done a damn thing in the, in the second half, and they improved to not doing a damn thing in the first half. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it was, uh, That's not progress, Brian. That's not progress. No. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive, Chad. I see. Okay. Fair I'm trying enough. to be positive, Fair man. Enough. But there was nothing positive about that. And in those type of games, analytics be damned. You go with your gut, and your gut tells you, we're going to continue to pound this rock. I don't care if, I don't care if we're not picking up anything. We're going to continue to pound the rock. I got a dude over here who's one of the best in all of college football. He ran for over 209 yards or over 200. Uh, Might have been right at 209 a week ago. I'm going to continue to feed that dude. And just play some old man football. Guys, I watched Alabama at Ole Miss last week do exactly that. They got the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, but yet they went to McClellan during that second half, and they pounded the hell out of Ole Miss, just continued pounding them with the run. They went back to old Alabama, old man football, and that won the day. They have an identity. Texas does not have a freaking identity. What is it? And on the flip side, TCU continued to run the ball because they say, hey, this is going to be one of those games. We've got to figure out another way to win. And, and so defense continue to do what you do. And offense eventually will get something on the board, and that's what happened. Uh, uh, unfortunately, it was a few mistakes by Texas to help them. But they stayed with the run, man, and you have to do that in, in these type of ball games. And for the life of me, I understand why Texas abandons the run game. When you got a stud over there. Feed his ass. I'm watching a freshman, Quinshawn Jenkins, at Ole Miss getting 35, 36 carries. That's a freshman. You got a dude that's been on campus for three years, and he gets 12 carries? 12? That's it? And I don't even want to start with the quarterback play. I don't know what the hell's going on there. The dude entered the game with a 46 completion percentage over his last few ball games, and now it's dipped down to, to, to to 45%. So something is amiss with the quarterback. You got drops, O-line, leaky. We knew that was going to be a work in progress. But man, you're in the 10th game of the season. Come on. No more excuses. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. And, and so it, that was just sickening to watch. The, the grand opportunity to continue to control your own destiny, and, and they just wasted it. And now you, hopefully they can pick up the pieces and go to a, a – 
Kansas, a team that's been a nemesis uh, over the last three or four years, and 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 get you know get right, and then hope because that's all you have left: win and hope. That's it. Yep. Yeah, B. Jones, a team that scores over forty something points a game, and you hold them to seventeen, and you can't win Thank that you. game. It's real frustrating, hey, man. You can't win that game. You don't even score. The defense had to score a touchdown. You you put three points on the board. How many times were they on the uh, the goal line? I know they had a first Twice. goal at the two, and what, what was the other first and goal at the five or something? Yeah, and Bijan didn't touch it either. One of those drives or either one of those four down possessions. And then then yours misses him on the wheel route. Yeah, obviously yours had predetermined where he was going with the ball. He had already made up his mind. I'm going short to Sanders across the middle. And, and you, you miss a wide-open cat, man. It, uh, it was just frustrating to watch that. And, 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 you know, DKR, where Longhorn hopes go to die. <laughs> oh, there's – wow. That was, one of the, that was one of the cruelest Les Miles paraphrasings oh I've chest. ever heard in my life. Wow. <laughs> Just I mean, mean, everybody was back on, and, and we boosted hopes, and all right, we got this. And, yeah. and TCU has has owned Texas more than Texas has owned them, and 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 yet couldn't get a W, man. And, and all these damn penalties on the special teams. You want to be aggressive, but it has to be a controlled aggression when you're going after those those points. And I made a living uh, on those special teams, man. And and you just got to be wise. And, and control when you're running your butt up in there, and especially when you've already amassed a couple of penalties trying to block the punt. So, I, I mean, it, it, it was sickening. I was sick. Yeah. I, I'm still sick. <laughs> yeah, we can tell. We can tell. Yeah, it was not yeah. good. Not hope, good. Hopefully you get some robotussing for that sickness, B. Jones. <laughs> I'm going to get some of that tussing, baby. That's it. <laughs> All right, let me ask you a playoff rankings question. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU are all 10-0. and 0. We know there's a big game in the Big Ten coming up with Michigan and Ohio State, and you clearly cover Tennessee and LSU. What does Tennessee and LSU have to do to maybe get in to that top four the next few weeks? Well, Tennessee keep winning. South Carolina this week, and then they have, uh, I believe Bandy is their, is their last ball game. I guess you can't sleep on Bandy after what they did to Kentucky. Uh, and and, and you know, LSU went out. LSU, if, if they beat Georgia, and they would have beaten Alabama and Georgia, they would have won the SEC championship ball, uh, championship. They've got to be in. They're going to be our first two-loss team in the college football playoff, and that's going to muck everything up, man. So uh, I believe uh, those two just went out, and you're going to be all right, TCU. What you have to do is, is the same because they left you in that four-hole, but you showcase a different way of winning ball games, As you said a moment ago, Zay, averaging about 47 points a game, and yet the great ones, the good, very good teams find a way when what they do best is taken away, they find a way to win. And that's what TCU did. They found a way to win. And their defense, giving up almost 30 points a game, holding Texas to three points offensively, man, I, I didn't see that coming at all. This is a defense that has struggled tackling, uh, struggled covering receivers, and, and yet you know, they doubled Worthy pretty much all night long. And, hell, we can't even find Quentin Johnston on his touchdown catch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, all three of those teams, they just went out, and this thing's going to get messy. And then 
you throw Ohio State and Michigan in the mix, that game next week, I'm leaning the Michigan way. Uh, you know, let's say that's a close, close ball game. No matter who wins, what do you do then? You know, one's going to go to the Big Ten championship game. And so what do you do with one of them? Uh, it's going to be crazy. And I hope it's, it's messy because I want them to expedite this, uh, expanded college football playoff instead of waiting at 20, you know, 24 or whenever. Let's do it next year. Come yeah. on. They can figure it out. Absolutely. And by the way, how dare both of you, neither of you have any evidence that LSU can survive College Station. So how <laughs> dare you? Oh, that, that, game, that game is coming up. Come on now. All right, never mind. All right. Uh, what about eight, eight overtime? <laughs> if, if there's one overtime, I will consider that a massive victory in that ball game. Man. Uh, talking about Brian Jones, CBS Sports. Uh, Brian, we'll get to Georgia-Kentucky, which is the game you guys will have. But I want to get your thoughts on these games out west. USC, UCLA, I call it the best-looking game in college football because everybody wears the colors. You wore those powder blues for a couple of years. What do you think of this one uh, at the Rose Bowl. Well, I think it's going to be interesting. I was, I was, uh, I, I was hitched to UCLA. Then DTR, their, their excellent quarterback, started talking smack, and you know, posted sixty-two on SC a year ago, and then he goes out and says that we're going to probably do that again. Mm. Like, dude, shut up! <laughs> You're coming off a loss, really? You're coming off a loss, and you want to go talk smack? And, and what do we always say, Chad? You, you never talk. The alligator till you cross the river. There it is. And here, here this guy is man, in a rivalry game talking all that smack. So I, I think I still think with their running game in Charbonnet, uh, they're, they're tops in the in the Pac-12. Uh, and DTR, if he plays the way he's capable, they can really uh, light this SC defense up. Uh, SC has a defensive lineman. I'm not even going to pretend to know how to pronounce his Polynesian name, but he leads the country in sacks and. You know, other than that, they've given up a few games where over 500 yards of offense was amassed. So I think they can – it may turn into a shootout, but I also think UCLA has the better defense. So Caleb Williams, this would be the best defense he's seen in a minute since that Utah game, and we saw what he did against them. Uh, so I'm going to stick with UCLA, uh, even though the quarterback is, is, is being too mouthy. Okay. B. Jones, you got – Georgia and Kentucky this weekend, and with all the players that Georgia lost on the defensive end, Kirby Smart still has a team that looks like they should win a national championship this year. How good has he been overall, and what has impressed you with this Bulldog team? Well, he was terrible uh, at SEC media days and leading up to the season, uh, you know, discussing his uh, lack of, of – uh, not athleticism, but bodies on that side of the ball, considering he lost five first-rounders and, 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 and a host of others on the defensive side of the ball. And I knew he was playing possum because he went through this every year at Alabama, every single year. So I knew he, he had his poker face on, man, and, and he was going to roll some guys out there who got playing time a season ago because they have a great platoon system. And this Jalen Carter is – possibly better than Jordan Davis, the defensive lineman that went number one last year. And he's got uh, my man Jamon Dumas, Johnson Dumas, or Dumas Johnson, number 10, who looks exactly, uh, he's a carbon copy of the Kobe Dean and uh, Roquan Smith, who just went from the Bears to the, to the Ravens. 
So it, 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 Nolan Smith, they lost out on the edge. He was a leading sacker. And that's the one department where they have departed from last year. I think they had 49, 50 sacks. Right now they're sitting at about 16, and they had six versus Tennessee. So uh, as far, uh, other than that department, there's the same defense from a, a year ago. And Malachi Starks, this freshman at safety, oh, my goodness. Folks, mm. go Google his first interception on the season. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy. Yep. It is sick. It is straight up. We played it again last night on the show. That one and the one he got in the, uh, the game versus Florida. I still don't know how he, he hauled that one in between two people uh, there in the end zone. So uh, they, they've always recruited well, especially under Kirby Smart, and they develop these guys, man. And if they're so smart. They block every exit. For these running backs, you watch their games, and it's just this guy has his gap. This guy has his gap. This guy, and you, and you watch the ball carrier trying to bounce. Nope, no entry point there. No entry point there. They just block all the the barriers, man, uh, or their barriers to entry is just on fleet, as the kids would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought he said that very well, Zay. Yeah, why it was you, smooth. I don't know why you were laughing. It when was he smooth. Said it flowed. <laughs> I thought, my old ass don't know what the word even means. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, Brian, what about Utah at Oregon? Uh, the late, late one out west. Uh, what do you think of that? You like, you're liking Bo Nix and those Ducks right now? I'm going to go with uh, Utah. I think they can run the ball, and, and Cam Rising can use his legs. They can keep Bo Nix on the sideline. We'll see how healthy that knee is for Bo Nix after having it tweaked and twisted and turned in that game versus Washington. So I, can, I don't think they'll be – Stoking from the loss, uh, but I, I believe Utah is a team, especially here lately, they've got their running game going. I think it's 279 and 306 the last two ball games. Obviously, they go up in, in competition versus Oregon. In Oregon's front seven, uh, that's the teeth of their defense, that back end, as we all witnessed last week. Uh, they, they couldn't cover a bed with a comforter. So uh, whether or not the receivers are present for Utah, uh, to cause some problems there, not so sure, but I, I, I believe in Cam Rising, extending plays, and this secondary for Utah, you know, they came in with a lot of hype during the season, and UCLA tore them up, and, and we'll see, uh, U, uh, USC tore them up too, so we'll see if they can handle uh, the receiving core of Oregon, but I'm going to go with uh, the Utes. All right. All right, B. Jones, me and Chad, we've been discussing this for a while now because this is the week majority of the SEC teams play a weak-ass team for no reason and with the horns about to... The what? (laughs) The governors. Austin P, man, going to Alabama. The governors. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, with the horns about to go to the SEC, why is this a thing? Like, what's the logic of playing this week so deep into the season and have a majority of the SEC teams play these weak-ass teams that they have to play during the time of year. It serves as a bye week. It serves as a bye week for these teams, and it it also is a nice payday for UMass going to A&M. Hell, UMass might be to A&M. You never know. How dare you? uh, Good grief. uh, (laughs) uh, Hey, how dare me? Look at their schedule. Look at all those L's on that schedule. I didn't say you you were wrong. I said, how dare you? That's two different things. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for for correcting me, Paul. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, and, and, and the governors, man, they're going to get a nice little payday and all these others. Uh, 
but LSU better look out because UAB can ball and they can run that rock. So they don't get a day off, and they they almost uh, gave up the goods last week on the road uh, there at Arkansas. So I don't think that's a gimme. And 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 man, I, I remember Coach Nutt sharing with me when he was at Arkansas, and they thought they the, the fan base thought they had a gimme when it was Troy, and Troy had it at the bookend defensive ends. They had uh, Demarcus Ware, yep, and they had. Uh, O.C. Umanera yeah. played for the Giants all those years. Yeah, so, I remember that team, yep. Yeah, man, so don't sleep on uh, these these teams that you usually circle for, for homecoming. Uh, you, you better come out and, and take care of business. But, yeah, that's what it is. It serves as a bye week, and it's a nice payday for these teams. Yeah, the bottom line, Brian, is do you think when we get to that point, will Texas and Oklahoma just kind of fall in line and schedule those kind of teams in yeah. November? Will we see Te- yeah. Will we see Texas play like Lamar in November? Yes. Okay. You're going to see that. That SEC schedule is rough, especially in the West, man. That is a tough road to hoe. Yeah, I just hope, I hope they go to nine conference games, so maybe it's not as many of those because right now, yeah. right now you could schedule three of them if you really want to. Right, and we yeah, see. I think they will go to nine conference games. I, I I agree with you, and that will mitigate that scheduling somewhat. But uh, they it, it serves its purpose, and and, and the, the starters know, hey, uh, this, this might not be a big one, but we got to go out and take care of business, and hopefully we're sitting on that bench after the first especially the second quarter. Yeah, all right, Brian, I won't even make you pick the Texas-Kansas game. They're too confusing right now for that. What I will oh, do wow. what I will do is just get your feelings on something. As a Cowboys fan, what do you make of Indomitian Sue going to Philly? Uh, I wish he'd gone to the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, and me too. The way they, their run game or lack thereof last week versus Green Bay, that was sickening. I, I told you guys I hadn't watched a game in, in over a month. I – Watched that one, and I wish I hadn't. Yep. That was just pathetic. 14 points up in the fourth quarter. Can't hold the lead. and uh, Sad, sad. So Green Bay is our daddy. Just go ahead and say it. That's our daddy. Can't beat them whether it's postseason, regular season, whether they've lost four or five straight, and we help them find themselves. and, and uh, It still stings, man. Yeah. What the hell was going on there? Terrible. And, and, and here's what bothered me. You got Michael Parson, as great as he is, he's concerned with, with tweeting about Odell Beckham Jr. coming to the Cowboys. His ass doesn't even get a sack or even sniff one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Upset, Did we lose him? I upset him so much he hung his phone. Oh, there he is. There he is. Uh, we lost you there for a second, Brian, but uh, maybe your phone oh, was. I said, I said, I'm sorry. I said, how about. Uh, Micah allowed the personnel department to, to worry about who or who they're not going to bring in, and he concerned himself with the affairs on the field. Yeah, that's, yo, a, yo, that's a good Jones, idea. According to Chad, he needs to be making all the decisions for how good their defense has been all year instead of Jerry Jones. Yes, I do believe in the Maybe. defensive committee. He and Quinn and Demarcus Lawrence need to be deciding everything. That's the, They need to be making all the big decisions. I'm, I'm well, all they need for another, it. Obviously, they need another D-tackle because they couldn't stop a nosebleed with a bag of ice last week. What did uh, Green Bay end up with? About 200 yards on the ground? Oh, yeah, something like that. Now, that, you're right, Brian. I, I believed in that theory until I watched that kind of run defense against the Bears. Even in the Bears game, that one worried me. This worried me. Yep. And like I've been saying, if your kryptonite is run defense, you ain't Superman. That's just something you nope. suck at. 
That's just, that's Thank not a that, stop calling it. Wow, that's their kryptonite. Running the ball? <laughs> that's not what that is. That just means you're bad at it. Uh, that's Brian, that means you suck. <laughs> yeah, that's Brian Jones. He definitely does not suck. And CBS Sports never ever sucks at two thirty on a Saturday. It's those Georgia Bulldogs and that incredible defense taking on Kentucky this week. Check him out, and he's on Twitter at Jones and Famo if you want to give him a follow. Brian, always appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next week. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Next week is Thanksgiving, so we may not talk to you. So have a good Thanksgiving if we don't talk to hey, you. Hey, man. Happy Turkey Day to you guys as well. Yes, we'll do that, and uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Brian. Okay, buddy. There you go. All right. Uh, we may, well, we'll see. Maybe we'll reschedule Brian for some other day, but we wanted to say Happy Thanksgiving to him just in case, since next week will get a little crazy. Up next, it is Why Today Matters, November 17th. A couple of things to mention there, uh, and we get you ready for what could be a cold, crazy, snowy one in Green Bay tonight. Green Bay's got to bounce right back. I say bounce back. Come off of the Cowboys, uh, beating the Cowboys, and then take on Derek Henry. We'll get you a little uh, little preview of that one before we're done. Ball Don't Lie follows us, then Longhorn Weekly with Sark trying to figure out what's going on with Texas. He'll give you a little thoughts on that. And, of course, the Kansas matchup coming up at 7 right here on the Horn. Y'all know how we do it. Now pour it on up. It's going down. Dippin' on some scissors. Dip, dippin' on some dip, dippin' on some scissors. Dip, dippin' on some dip, dippin' on some scissors. Dip, dippin' on some dip, dippin' on some scissors. Dip, dippin' on some dip, dippin' on some scissors. Dip, dippin' on some dip, dippin' on some scissors. Dip, dippin' on some dip, dippin' on some scissors. It's a dangerous song already. Man. How long ago? Uh, maybe early 2000s, maybe late 90s. I don't know for sure. Houston area? Yes and no. Yes and no. Oh, interesting. Because I think of the Houston area when I think of the lean. Yeah. The scissor. The scissor. Uh, As the new kids are calling it, that walk. That walk. That walk. Because you can't walk. <laughs> is that what it is? That might be it. Because it changes your walk. It changes a lot of things. If you do that a little too much, I do not know, Zay. Who is it? You were close with the Houston. UGK is in the song, but it's 3-6 Mafia. 3-6. Project Pat. Gotcha. Okay. So you just heard Pimp C. Okay. So, so my, my you're, one. You're really yeah. right there. My guess would have been UGK, so I would have yeah. been slightly off. Yeah, but, ironically, this is how Pimp C passed. Too much, sir. Is it? Yeah. Dude, it's a I mean, it is really a it's crazy to think about how dangerous it became. Or has become. I don't want to think it's like over. Like nobody ever nobody's Oh yeah, it's dr- still a thing. No not saying nobody's drinking it right now. Um like as an A and M fan, it literally killed uh what was the kid's name? Oh, Terrence Keel. Really good safety for A and M. Went to the Chargers. Ultimately that's what killed him. Where was he from? He is he's from Houston somewhere. I can't, I can't remember if it was which part of Houston, which school, I'd have to look it up. But I believe he came through Houston, went to A&M, and then had an NFL career going and then gone. Yeah, I've never tried it. Crazy. Never will either. Yeah. I, that, that scares the crap out of yeah, me. Yeah, kids, please stay away from that. Please stay away from all that uh, all that kind of stuff. Very, very dangerous. All right. Um, it is Chad and Zay on a Thursday. Longhorn basketball looking incredible last night uh, at the Moody Center beating Gonzaga. 
I'm like they stole something off that aircraft carrier. Man, they just whipped them. 93-74. We've hit that. We're talking Texas football, getting ready for Kansas. Cowboys and Vikings this weekend. Cowboys fans, have you heard the news? Oh, my God. Indomitian Sue and Green? Really? That's all we needed. Jordan uh, Jordan Phillips. It, Jordan Phillips. I messed him up again. Um, what's why well, I, I just Davis? Davis, thank you. Why can't I get that guy's name right? Jordan Davis is out on the IR. Yesterday we told you they got Linval Joseph to help out. And now Indomitian Sue, 35 years old. Nobody had picked him up, Zay. It was a free agent just chilling out. And now they pick him up last year, what, seven and a half Sacks in the regular and postseason combined in 2020. Had some big plays in the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes for the Bucs, uh, but had not been able to really latch on anywhere since then. Uh, it was six sacks last season for the Bucs. He's 35 years old, and as a Cowboys fan, I'm kind of terrified. Yeah, yeah, I would be too. Clearly he's not the same guy that he once was when he was in Detroit, that all-pro level. But if you give him limited snaps and rotate those defensive linemen, then he could be a valuable piece. You know, He knows how to play, and he's always been known as a dirty guy, but sometimes you need a little bit of dirty on your team. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah, he can bring some intensity. There's no doubt about that. Uh, let's get into why today matters, and uh, we'll start with a question for Zay about Sue, here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. So do you remember where you were when Texas played Nebraska for that Big 12 title? Yeah, I was at the crib watching it and nervous as hell. Like, wow, this team might not get to the national championship because this Dominic Sue guy <laughs> is messing everything up. Yeah, he almost he won. Different. He almost won it by himself. Yeah, I've never seen a defensive tackle do that before or since. That's one of the craziest performances I have ever watched in my life. And Colt McCoy and those guys barely got out of it. Yeah, by yeah. Ju- literally by a second, he got rid of that ball just when he needed to. I thought they made the right call at the end. I know Nebraska fans thought they got screwed, but they just escaped that thing. He was so good. They did not know what to do. Jarrett Crick was really good too. I'll give him the credit because that was that other guy on the team. But, man, Sue was incredible. Uh, So it is November 17th today. Obviously, one of the reasons today matters is that basketball team looked great for you Longhorn fans. We know you're excited about that. Uh, Also today, if you're a movie buff, today is Martin Scorsese's birthday. Yo, my dude. He hits 80 today. God, Goodfellas might be one of my favorite movies ever. It's a great one. Uh, What about Danny DeVito? You a fan of his? Yeah, yeah, Danny. love Dan DeVito. I love him and Sonny in Philadelphia. Yep, he's great. Oh, he's great. And do you know he requested to be on that show? Really? He reached out to them and said, I love your show, would love to do any, be a part of it, be a guest or whatever. They made him a cast member. Yeah, because he's not in the first season. Correct. And then they put him in as the D and what's his name's dad. And yeah, it's just gold yep. TV. Uh, also, same exact age for Lauren Michaels of Saturday Night Live, 78 years old. That makes me question the hipness of Saturday Night Live if Lauren Michaels is 78. Two years shy of Jerry Jones' age right now. I'm not sure if that makes you the hippest show on television anymore. Uh, also, uh, you know I love talking Office Space. Steven Root, Milton from Office Space. He's 71. He does a lot of other great things as well. Incredible actor. Love him. Uh, and on the Pretty Lady scale, how about Daisy Fuentes at 56 and Rachel McAdams at 44 today? Happy birthday Ooh, to Rachel McAdams. Yeah. She's, she's I mean, solid. 
Solid from the notebook, which I've seen a notebook. I have, I'm have married. You? I'm married. Yeah. I'm married. You know, sometimes you got to do certain things for your wife. And... What, what's wrong with sitting through a movie where you get to look at Rachel McAdams? Yeah, nothing wrong with that. In the rain at times. Yeah. Now, if Rachel McAdams would have known Ryan Gosling was an absolute liability at the cornerback spot on Remember the Titans, she probably would have felt different. <laughs> he had enough guts. He had enough guts to put the right guy in. All right? Coach Boone was not perfect. Yo, man. Coach Boone was not perfect. Yo, I know I talk about Jennifer Aniston and stuff and her acting chops, which aren't the best. She she gets away with a lot with her looks. Oh, here we go. Remember the Titans? I don't know how I feel about that movie. You're gonna get on you're gonna get on the acting in Remember the Titans now? What are you gonna tell me? Denzel look, mailed it in? Look. Let's keep it real. Homeboy that missed the block, that got my man uh, the Rev. We broke his hand. Racist moment. Remember that? Missed the block because Rev yes. was black. Yes. Racist moment. Let's be real. Homie was 186 pounds playing left tackle. What we, we, he it was, was a long time that. ago. He was going to miss that block it was regardless. Year, years ago, Zay. It was years ago. Yeah, and they were taking on. You're saying he couldn't have blocked him even if he wanted to? No, absolutely not. You're they saying were, it wasn't a racial choice. No, they were taking on Joey <laughs> and Nick Bosa's grandfather. So, yeah, he was an absolute problem. They go to homeboy, and they're like, yo, I think he missed oh. He missed the block on purpose. He doesn't miss the block. If I'm Denzel, I'm saying uh, he's about 186. He's going to miss a few blocks. Like, this is what? D three level football in Virginia. Like, let's keep it real. I know my job's on the line, but let's keep it real. Let's let's look at everything here, guy. It's not a racial issue, gentlemen. <laughs> That's a personnel issue. We got to fix it. We got to fix it. Next camp, we'll fix that. I promise. <laughs> oh, oh my Sorry, god! I got off topic, but that's just what I think about. I think about those things. Oh my lord! I love Remember the Titans. That's a movie I'll watch till the end if it's on. I'll watch it. I'll jump in and watch, even though I know they do- they dolled up a lot of that movie for movie's sake. Because if you know the real story of that team, it didn't really roll out that way. No, they thrashed everybody. If y'all don't know that, spoiler alert: the actual team from Remember the Titans. Nobody got close to that team. They stepped on everybody. They tried to close close some of those games up, tighten them up a little bit to make a little bit more exciting movie. Yeah, shout out to a young Hayden Penitary. Oh, yes, Hayden Penitary. I love her now. Nashville, that's some good stuff. And you could tell in that movie, all the layers of it were there. You're like, wow, A, she's going to be incredibly attractive as she grows up. <laughs> B, she's got acting chops. This girl's going to be big time. You, yeah. could, you could tell. Yeah, you knew. If you're in a scene with Denzel Washington and I notice you, check the box. Where's Denzel's daughter today? No clue. The woman that played his wife? Don't have an idea, but I know where Hayden Penitieri is. Yeah, absolutely. She yeah. absolutely brought it. break down that movie it. a little bit more, too, because there's also other points where it's a little questionable, but that point really sticks out. The racist that missed the block. He's 192 pounds. Never He's going to miss some blocks, I've, y'all. I've never heard that angle. Yeah. I really have never heard that angle. What, going to leave me for them? Dude, I'm like, I'm 196 pounds. What's my man, the, the, uh, uh, the, tie, or the uh, defensive end's name? Like, I don't know his name. Bertier? But yeah, Bertier. Come I can on. Ju- We've been boys for a long. Like, I can I'm just, not a big guy. I Give ju- me a freaking break. I can just see you, Zay, walking up to Bertier. Like, get, hey, uh, Bertier, let me talk to you one second. Hey, man, um... I don't know if that was racial. What do you mean you don't know if it's racial? I think he just sucks. I do. I think he's I think he's undersized for that position. That would make a less that movie wouldn't be near as good if that was the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Sunshine comes along, throws for 30 
touchdowns, over 3,000 yards in six games. Yeah, yeah, beautiful movie, beautiful movie. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, the pick apart of Remember the Titans. I didn't expect that one, but I'm glad we went there. I don't even know how we got there. Rachel McAdams somehow got us there. I don't know how. All right, that is why today matters on November 17th. Up next, Stems and Seeds. Yes, the Eagles added another dangerous defensive lineman, and we'll get you set for tonight's game where it might snow at Lambeau. That's always fun. This is the Horn. Just about to wrap it up on a Thursday. I love that beat. Is that a Dre beat? Oh, no, but it's West Coast. It kind of had that, that nice, dirty, grimy feel to it. Yeah, it's very West Coast. West Coast rapper. Man, I feel... Uh, this is going to be a tough one. This guy's pretty underground, but known at the same time. All right, go ahead. DJ Quick. Yeah, it wasn't happening. That wasn't happening. DJ Quick. All right. DJ Quick finishing it off today. Had a little 3-6 Mafia earlier. Chicago, Deep Purple, the Bengals, Smokey all on the show. Plus that nice Beyonce beat. I'm sure got everybody excited at the start of this hour. It is Chad and Zay on a Thursday. We've got a couple of NFL notes before we get out of here. Let's go stems and seeds and see if we can scare a Cowboys fan or two. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. I know I'm scared. I was already kind of scared of Jordan Davis and what he was doing in Philly as a rookie. Now it's a veteran. We'll have to worry about Cowboys fans. Linval Joseph already there. We told you about that yesterday. How about Indomitian Sue? There was discussion about would the Cowboys be interested. He was a free agent, just kind of out there. Uh, six sacks last year for Tampa, but nobody had picked him up. Now the Eagles have picked him up. A little concern there, Zay, uh, at how that could work out because that's the kind of guy you get whatever you can get. No big risk. You didn't give anything up. No, no. I think this is a good pickup. Again, he's not the same guy he was in Detroit, but without Davis, and we saw how this team was against the Commanders, Robinson went crazy. Gibson went crazy. They ran all over those guys. That's the weak part of this Philadelphia Eagles defense. So picking up a Dominic Sue for Jordan Davis, good move. Yeah, no, I like it too. That's that's interesting. We'll see how that matches up. And then, of course, because the Cowboys' offensive line's been pretty good, uh, but I don't know that it is uh, – great all the time and the Dominican Sue might be able to counteract that when those two teams play again keep that one in mind also tonight you've got Tennessee and Green Bay could snow in Green Bay uh Isaiah, I went with uh, on my underdog fantasy. I picked a bunch of higher stuff because you know it's me. But uh, so I got Derrick Henry going high on carries. I got Rodgers going high on throws. But I think Tennessee's going to win this game with Derrick Henry. What do you think? 
Yeah, if it's supposed to be as cold and crazy with the weather as they say it is, then you would think Derrick Henry would flourish. But what I saw this past weekend against the Cowboys, clearly they aren't opposed to running the football with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, who seems healthy. Aaron Jones did the Marshawn Lynch touchdown on the Cowboys where he grabbed his jock. So disrespectful. I like Green Bay in this matchup. Do you? Okay. I do. Yeah, that was interesting that he had enough time. I love that as a Cowboys fan. He has enough time to do the Marshawn Lynch. Oh, my God. And so then, disrespectful. And do we continue to see the evolution of Christian Watson tonight? If he needs him in a big moment, in a, in a weather situation at home, can he make big catches in front of that home crowd? Hey, seems like Aaron Rodgers is getting the confidence in those receivers finally. That's maybe all they need. Hey, the kid did play at North Dakota State. Now they play. He's in a, used to the cold. They play in a dome, but they uh, do they do play out there sometimes. He has yeah. to go outside a little bit. Remember, they play in that dome though, the Bison it's, Dome or whatever. That cold at Lambo is different. Yes, it is. And tonight it may have snow with it. Also, SMU at Tulane tonight. If you want to get a look at this ranked Tulane team, they're eight and two at six thirty on ESPN. All right, ball don't lie coming up with Rod and Harge, Longhorn Weekly with Sark at seven, and Longhorn Blitz podcast replay coming at 8 o'clock, so just keep it right here. We're back for a Friday show tomorrow. See ya!